Dawes Pinball Podcast is roaring back into effect now that I have returned from the Louisville Arcade Expo where I had a complete blasty blast all weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Congratulations to the winners of the prize pack. That was amazing. It was more successful than I was expecting. And I got to meet a ton of great people. I'm going to get into all that review. And I did play an additional game, Bond 60th. And I've got some hot reviews for all of yous. And that's coming up in just a few seconds. What a fantastic time was had by all in Kentucky. It was a little bit frosty, frosty, a little 40 degrees, a little wind. But for me, coming from Wisconsin, absolutely balmy. I didn't touch my hoodie all weekend. Um, going into the convention center on Friday, uh, there was a good mix of games there. And that wasn't huge like Texas, but about, oh, you know, a third of the size of that showroom. But there was a, it was a good time to be had by everybody. There was even an internet celebrity I got to meet, John Riggs. He does a uh, YouTube channel reviewing NES titles and old Sega Genesis games and I my you and my family watch him so he's also from the same region of the Pacific Northwest so what up shut up dude so it's cool seeing him got a picture um also on display man I think flipping out had the biggest uh kind of placeholder of the event they had uh, counted about 16 games one big square of Bond Pros Bond Premiums Elvira's fresh off the line one of which even had the speaker lights running and then they had about five Godzilla's Tilt was there right behind them Spooky was in effect and a lot of other local um, arcade and game and cosplay suppliers and stuff so it was a good time to spend you know a couple days of the weekend down there in Kentucky um started with flipping out um um, you know, they had their uh, leaderboards up for Insider Connected, so it was nice to see that functional. So all weekend, as you were playing Bond, as you were playing Godzilla, as you were playing Elvira, you could actually try to get a place on those leaderboards. And I believe they did have some giveaways there. A couple dudes were there from Stern stopping by, too, for help out with things, and a lot of games were being sold. Um, met up with, uh, cause from flipping out. We'd communicated online. He hit me up. Uh, we got to hang out all weekend. Very gracious dudes, man. Um, I had a good time talking with them. Uh, and basically I was there solo. So not, thank you very much for hosting me and let me hanging out at your table, man. I was dropping stickers all over the place. If you haven't got the Don's pinball podcast stickers, they are in effect, man. Pop and graphics, die cut stickers, and they are free. Yo, um, I sent a lot of out, uh, people have emailed me at the Don's pinball podcast at gmail.com. I made sure they got them um i had shirts in effect i was selling people were actually buying the shirts directly off me that was great it was just a fantastic talk with everybody um and then uh, i did also do the uh prize pack giveaway so uh on the last episode i released that word the phrase that pays that gets you <laughs> i'm not gonna say it uh blank for days uh you got a prize pack of a t-shirt, some pins, and some stickers. I made up four of them. All you had to do was identify me at the uh, conference and tell me the passphrase, Whitewater. I picked that because it's just a great game that I like playing. Um, and, you know, my first day, I was there for about three hours just wandering around. I was over at the video game section, and some guy came up, and he's like, hey, are you done? And his friend there's like, say it, say it. And he said it, and he got it. Um, so I was able to give away three prize packs that way. Congratulations to the winners. This is a promotion motion that I definitely will repeat again because uh, that was fun you know um, I was branded with my merchandise so I think it was easy to find me um, just hanging out but it was fun to have people come up and talk and you know uh, I'm getting great feedback on the show I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing I think I'll know when I really made it when I start getting the haters coming in so um, I'm expecting that sometime maybe this fall if I keep building the way that I've been doing um, otherwise of the show uh, Spooky Luke and Bug were there they had uh, four Scooby-Doo's one of which was in that sweet Sweet. 
Oh, so soft. Butter cabinet. Mwah. I love that guy. Uh, so I've got a Scooby on order, and I've kind of gone back and forth. You know, Do I really need a butter cab? The extra price is $1,400 right now, up from $1,000. And from what I hear from the guys, they have a, uh, a clear-coating company that they use um, where they get these direct-printed cabinet parts from, and they say they're really just breaking even on these. They're reflecting their own costs. It's not a big money maker for them, but it's an option they like to add, and, man, it does look good. Basically, just makes the size of the cabinets feel exactly like a play field. And in the dimly lit arcade hall at the Louis arcade expo you could really see that butter pop man butter was popping like it was in a skillet ready to make some popcorn i mean looking over at the decals the art is great on scooby-doo like this isn't just a uh you know some some washed out design or something so starting with the good art the good popping contrasting colors um in the dimly lit arcade the the decals really were absorbing all the light and so they really weren't reflecting very much you know so they were appropriately dim but even in the dim light you just turn around and look at that butter and those colors were popping that contrast was hitting um just inviting you over there to give it some soft soft rub downs man i can imagine myself out there like biff at the end of back to the future waxing down the car man because i mean this thing just feels great so i'm torn man i'm torn like uh uh, like Tiger Lily, Natalie Imbruglia from back in the day in the 90s, man. Um, but uh, I, if I can convince the wife, I think that's my final hurdle. And if I could pick up some extra shifts, I think I'm going to go on some butter because I, I couldn't stay away from the dang thing. Gameplay-wise, Scooby-Doo going fantastic. Um, I was there Friday. I was there Saturday. There was an additional day on Sunday that I wasn't there. But while I was there, I did see that they had sold. Um, I think they sold all three of the decal printed uh, Scoobies. Uh, the first one seemed to leave right away. I didn't even remember that they had a fourth game on display. And then um, looking back at the photos from their setup, they did have three decals and one butter. Uh, most of the time I was there, it was just the two decals and the butter. So someone must have grabbed it and pieced out. Um, the, uh, the other two had sold and then they even brought a Halloween new in box that somebody apparently just backed a truck up and just stole right off the, the floor there uh, with the quickness. I purchased it, but you know, uh, he had some place to be apparently. So that was fun. Uh, I spent the weekend just going back and forth between, uh, playing some bond 60th, what I'll get to in a minute and going, hanging out with the spooky guys, hanging out with the flipping out guys, wandering the show floor, trying to win myself a brand new stern star Wars pro, which was raffled off for charity. Didn't win, but contributed to a good cause. Some guy left with a PS five. It was just fun. Plus there was video games everywhere to play. People brought their short throw projectors and the walls, wherever there was available wall space, it was going down with like four player turtle action. So I saw some mortal Kombat going on, even some primal rage. Get out of here with that. That is nuts. Um, you know, so smaller expo from, you know, compared to, you know, expo or uh, Texas Pinball Festival or Midwest Gaming Convention. But it was definitely a fun time. Um, and, you know, this March is loaded. But if you're in the area, it's well worth stopping by. You know, I may bounce through there again in the future. So Bond 60th uh, stepped up to it and it was off there by itself. So you couldn't really see any size comparisons. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's it's exactly as advertised. What you expect it to look like is exactly what it looks like. Black cabinet with the posters. Um, the front is pretty limited. The side armor and the lockdown bar are all that black. It is a different uh, powder coat than the wrinkle coat that the traditional just uh, pro and premium sterns have. Um you know, did feel a little softy, softy, but not a whole ton of embellishments. There is a little uh, Spectre insignia on the side armor near the button, but other than that, it's got the topper and it's as expected. Doesn't even come with art blades, and this one was also nefariously missing the shaker motor. What happened, Stern? 
How does it play? It plays exactly like I expected it to play, honestly. Um, that shot to the left, that figure eight shot from the top, ripping that. Oh, so sweet. Um, follow that up with the combo to the right side to hit the other two flippers. You can get all four flippers floating at once. I managed that one time while I was there, and I tried my hardest to get that center hat going at the same time to unlock that achievement. But uh, it, it's fun when you step up to a new stern now with Insider Connected. That first game you play, as long as it's halfway decent, you're going to get like 10 or 12 achievements unlocked. So that's always a fun thing. Um, and then, you know, progressively I was getting more throughout the weekend. I think I played it about 10 times altogether. Consistently had a line of at least, you know, four people deep. Uh, throughout the whole weekend while I was there. But I was able to get into some four-person games. People were super friendly, you know, trying to include you in there. Uh, first game I played, I was with Kaz and a couple other guys. Uh, we played four-player. They gave me the lead-up position. So first player, brand-new game, Bond 60th. And, man, that first ball, I blew it up, yo. I got all the way clear past 6,000 points, which is the threshold for a replay on that game. Um, and they're looking at me like, whoa, who's this ringer, dude? We just met this guy. He's blowing it up. Mini Keith Elwin over here. That 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 touched my soul. Thank you for that. Um, I proceeded to just waste every ball I played all weekend. I think I played consistently worse the longer I played. Every game was worse than the one before it. Um, but it was fun. I did get a couple replays. I unlocked a lot of achievements. I got some cool shots accomplished. I wasn't able to spin the wheels, though, or spin the reels over. You know, um, By doing that, uh, you gain 10,000 points. There's four reels, so four scoring positions, 9999 is the highest you can get, and then they reset. When they reset, though, a little backlit LED in the display comes up that shows 10,000 points. Uh, and then I saw, I saw it go all the way up to 70. Um, so to truly spin it, you'd have to get 100,000 points, which, man, you'd have to be blowing the heck out of this thing up. A uh, little bit of a, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a drain monster, but, um, yeah, hungry out lanes and, and straight down the middles. you got to watch for those. you got to nudge at the right time. Um, but you know, some satisfying shots. Now I was expecting to be able to rip, rip that figure eight both ways. I wasn't seeing anybody doing it from, uh, you know, the down up, basically the up down was a way to do it. Um, if you hit it perfectly from the bottom, I see, I saw it go up, um, you know, click around a little bit. A lot of times it would end up in that saucer position. Uh, speaking of saucer positions, on the right side, there's those three drop targets that are in line. You drop those, and then you can get the multi-ball, right? So as you're playing, you know, you, you throw it up there three times. You get those drop targets hit. And then um, the first time I did it, ripped a ball straight back up in there, smashed the back of it. And I'm like, perfect, multi-ball, and I get nothing. It turns out you have to hit the drop targets, then get the ball up there. But not too fast. You have to get it up there, and it's got to land in the saucer. When it's in that saucer, that's what activates the two-ball multi-ball. Uh, one of your main goals then at that point is to get both balls in both saucers, the one being up in the figure eight on the left and the other one being that multi-ball activator on the right. I couldn't manage that, um, but I did manage to you know blow up some significant points, at least get into the seven, 8,000, 9,000 point range, which was enough to qualify for the leaderboard um, for top 10. I think somebody had blown it up and got around 17,000 points. That was the number one position, so... You know, bravo to you, sir or madam, or whoever was blowing that up. Um, but it's weird. You know, people were consistently coming by, and you could tell the people that were, you know, definitely a cut above everyone else because they were just, you know, their their balls were there, uh, scores were blowing up, uh, much, you know, embarrassing the rest of us. A lot of my games were sub 1,000 points, y'all, on this machine. So what do I think about it? Well, you know, embellishment-wise, it's a bit light. I'd expect for the price that there would have been uh, some custom art blades. I would want a knocker. I would want the shaker motor. Supposedly, it's supposed to come with a shaker, but mix up with the factory. I don't know what happened. Maybe Shaker Boy was out that day when they got these first ones boxed up. <laughs> so, um, uh, But it's it's 
It's what you expect. I mean, uh, for most folks, this is going to be overpriced. Um, not saying that the game is bad. I mean, it's, it's fun to play. I, I don't think it's, you know, you know, the shots don't rattle around. I mean, the shots feel good. It feels fair. It's just a bit, um, a, a, a bit outlaid hungry, I guess I would say. You know, a bit untraditional, not a ton of mechs and toys in it, which is not what it was designed to be. Um, but, you know, for the price, I think most people would go on, um, you know, a lower price game that seems to have more in it and more longevity. I think for myself, if it was in my lineup for the type of playing that I do, I'd probably tire of it fairly quickly and look to turn it over. Uh, whereas something like Foo Fighters, which the premium right now priced at 9600 would, one, save you cash and give you a lot more longevity um, plus, it, you know, come with a lot more mechanisms and things for me, for my play style. So I think it's good if you're into that type of game, you know, if you just, if you're a type of person that just rips TNA all the time and likes the competitive nature of it, I would put this more in that category. You know, if you got the money, got the space, you want to get it in and flip it later, you come across a good deal, you know, I'd say go on it. I think if you want this game, you already know you want this game. And if you're not going to get it, you already, again, know that you're not going to get it. I think the 500 edition number is appropriate. I don't think, uh, um, you know, anybody that wants one is going to have trouble finding one. And uh, I'm, and I want to go play it on a couple of locations I know that are getting it. I think if you do have, you know, a curated pin bar or something, uh, this is a good game for it. This was this will definitely be a draw for people. I mean, it's a, a rare Elwin. Uh, so anybody that knows pinball, you know, from the mediocre level up is going to want to travel to your, your place and hopefully, you know, down some of your tasty beverages. So that's my review on Bond 60th. I think it fits. Um, you know, again, I played it about 10 times. Had fun playing in competition with other people. Uh, this is similar to like how I feel with TNA, you know. Um, the, the ball times are low, so you can go through a four-person game in less than 20 minutes, right? Um, and then you're really competing for score. I mean... Um, with this, this is a very low scoring game. I think if you get the skill shot, it starts off at only 30 points. Um, as you light up those, uh, roll in lanes though, the point values do go up. So by ball three, um, you know, it could be more considerable, but like starting out, you know, you, you might hit like 50 pops, you know, in a row with those pop bumpers right after the roll ins. Um, but then notice that you've only got 50 points because there's only one point per pop to start with. As you hit those pops, though, the point values per pop do go up. So it's kind of that progressive, uh, you know, type game. Uh, it was fun. I want to play it again. I want to take my wife Monica out. We'll, you know, we'll try it out, get her opinion. Um, but yeah, I got space in my game room for some other games. Speaking of spooky pinball, man, what a couple of cool guys. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go by the table, you know, talk to them, you know, run all my questions, and they're just gracious and handling it and acting interested. <laughs> but then it turns out, I think they're just a couple of swell guys. Um, cause uh, oftentimes I just wander back over there and, and I'd hang out for, you know, sometimes it would be an hour just, you know, chatting and talking about, you know, themes I'd like to see, uh, you know, looking for a little, uh, little hints. You know, I like to know these guys like to drop hints. Uh, like when they were at Midwest gaming, no Texas pinball festival, they had a Scooby-Doo blanket sitting out there back in the Halloween Ultraman days. And they're just like, nah, we just, we just like Scooby-Doo. No big deal. We just brought this blanket or towel or whatever it was, you know, so I'm checking out their t-shirts, right? Um, Luke had a, this uh, you know Looney Tunes Wiley Coyote uh, themed shirt looked like um, with some Acme on it. So I'm like, hmm, let's see. We're we doing a little little Roadrunner Desert Battle game coming up next. Um, and then uh, my boy Bug, he's had on his uh, Evil Dead shirt, which I think that's been a perennial rumor for them. Um, sounds like they got you know at any one point now with how they're doing, they got to the point where they've got probably two to three games like in development in like an 18 month cycle. Um, so I'm hoping that these guys will just keep continuing to release games. Uh, 
kind of as they're going. I asked them about the uh, the new building. They say the structure's up. They're waiting for concrete to pour, and that's up to the weather in Wisconsin. Um, but that's going to be their new production facility now. They're expanded even more. Um, so they'll have one dedicated building for you know the mechanical assembly and another one for R&D and, and and playtime and maybe a basketball court or some darts or something. Um, yeah, the, the boys were really gracious. They did invite me to come on down and tour the facility, which I've been wanting to do for a while, so I will definitely take them up on that. Maybe I could take this show on the road. I wonder if I ask nicely enough if I can get them to actually come on microphone for a little bit. Wouldn't that be amazing? Milestone for Don's Pinball Podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, Spooky Luke, man, that, that dude... Um, yeah, we bonded a bit at the end there. Right at the very end, um, I was chatting up a guy who was, who's definitely been imbibing quite a bit, and he wingmanged me pretty hard. So thanks for that, brother. I uh, love it. Otherwise, I had a great time at the expo. I want to do another follow up episode about all the other news that's dropping too. Um, you know, we got images from Galactic Tank Force. Uh, American Pinball released the, uh, the 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 full what the full tank looks like. I've got comments on that, but I'm going to get to it. Oh, also, I played another game called Godfather. Forgot to mention that. Man, that's just been getting lost in the sauce with this pin march. I'm glad I started early on in February. Um, but anyway, Spooky Luke Bug, thanks so much for your hospitality. Um, Zach and Greg cause for flipping out. Thanks, brothers. It was great hanging out with you guys. Nice meeting you dudes. Um, everybody, you know, I gave them a t-shirt. They swapped one back for me. So we did the t-shirt exchange things. I think I gave out about 200 stickers and everybody seemed to dig them, man. So I'm going to keep that up. So the next conference, I think I'll go to, uh, Southern fried gaming expo in July. Uh, I've always been wanting to head down there. So I think I will do the giveaway again. Cause it was so successful. Anyway, as always, let me know, um, your thoughts and everything thing and send it over to the email let me hit my outro button don's pinball podcast at gmail.com you can email me directly i've got one more prize pack to give away uh, i think the next podcast i'll come up with a way to give that to you guys otherwise follow the facebook page at don's pinball podcast just search facebook follow me there i do post links i've got links from the show on there including the winners um that'll be the one other way that you could possibly win so let me know what you guys think as always i'll be back sooner than you think i will be i guess